Hey, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 11 of the podcast. And this is also the fifth week of the podcast, um, which means it's the fifth week of the semester, and that means we're one third of the way done with the semester. Can you fucking believe that shit? <laughs> uh, I can't as a teacher. I'm just like, uh, all right, it's going to keep kicking into high gear now uh, in terms of projects getting start, uh, coming start to get due. And in response, that means a lot of fucking grading for me. So uh, I wish you guys well and keep your mind on the task and let's get into it. So just a couple of housekeeping issues real quick. Um, still looking for some music for my intro and my outro. They call it bumper music in the biz. Um, I would love if somebody was interested, they could contribute. Um, if they are listeners of the show and have something, just a you know 30-second piece of music that they created or a friend of theirs did or a sample of a band that just wants to get their music out there to the, you know, 12 listeners that I probably have at this point. So if you uh, are one of those 12 and know such a person, send me uh, a clip and just say in your email that you are cool with it uh, being used. You know, I'm not selling anything, so I'll pimp your uh, band's name or whatever in my show notes every time I use the music. The email address to send that info to would be college student success podcast at gmail.com also uh i had a request for a picture of my dog so uh when i was talking about walking pickles my good buddy um so i will try and put that up on the blog and as such i'm going to be mindful of that and try and post some more pictures on the blog as well when i make my uh, blog posts with the podcast in them or maybe in between blog posts just like uh, I know people like pictures, walls of text aren't fun, and uh, I have it on my list of things to do to spruce up the website, so I'm hoping that you'll see that as well if you actually check in there. Uh, okay, let us get into a question. This is from uh, Reddit, and I thought it to be a good question. I actually sent a response yesterday in text, but said I was going to be podcasting about it uh, today, so I hope that the person is listening. And they're talking about, this person actually isn't in college yet. Uh, They're going to be graduating soon and is just having that anxiety attack of what the hell am I going to do with my life? You know, that question that I hate when people would ask me back in the day, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, ugh. So person is planning on applying to all their state universities, knows they must attend college because it's basically a quote unquote extension of high school. And you need a bachelor's degree to get just about any job these days. But he doesn't have anything, any idea what he does, what he wants to do. He doesn't want to do math. Science isn't interesting. Doesn't like writing. Feels lost, confused, has anxiety, looking for guidance, motivation, etc. So, um, here's what I would say to you, sir or madam. It's okay. First off, so there's your encouragement. There are, uh, you know, you look at that sub and there's just a multitude of people that post similar things. So 
hopefully you you do see that and realize that you are not alone next off all right you don't like science or maybe you suck at math you're not a fan of writing this is good shit to know so pat yourself on the back for um that little bit of knowledge in that truth bomb i suck at math it's okay I'm not going to do math. I have no interest in math. I'm going to gravitate towards another career. So sometimes it's as important to know what you hate as it is to know what you love. You know, if there's going to be this dream job of yours, for instance, that you envision in your mind, and you don't actually have a great sense of what it is, and then you go and do it one day, or you see like the kind of behind the scenes and you realize there's one particular aspect of it that you just absolutely hate, it ends up being a deal breaker, or in, it could be. And it's like, ah, oh, I wish I had known that, right? So think about what you hate, write all that down. Think about what you like, explore your passions. Um, I kind of take issue with this idea that college is an extension of high school. For a lot of people, it is. You know, we are, well, I won't go down that road today. But I don't think that 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 is doing yourself a good service to rule out any career that does not involve going to college. I brought up in the, in the post that I made auto body work, you know, uh, trade school type apprenticeship Um work that is very lucrative and you don't go to college uh, you might have more of an apprenticeship uh, you do might do uh, trade trade school which could be an extension of high school in a sense um, but it's not nearly as time consuming you know as a four-year uh, school or costly and the, the ability to begin working right away you know there's um, never a shortage for instance of good mechanics uh, from what I understand, I, I don't, I don't quote me on the research on this, but um, I believe it's a pretty in-demand job. You know, it's not like there's a ton of mechanics that are sitting around out of work because the market is flooded. So I just bring up, you know, auto body cars. You know, that would be like if somebody liked cars, but there's, you know, many other things that you wouldn't think. Oh yeah, you're gonna rule that out because you're probably told the same thing I was, you know, growing up by your parents, like, oh, of course you're going to college, like. And so if you do decide to go to college and you don't, you know, think that that road is for you, the trade school apprenticeship route, um, think about what you do like. Maybe try uh, some interest inventories if you don't know what you like. Because I know there's a lot of people that just, you know, if you tell them to explore their passion, like, I don't have any passion and I, I think that's bullshit. And you probably do too, but you just don't know what to say when you're asked that question, just like you don't know what to say when you're asked the question of what do you want to be when you grow up. So that's cool, man. We could back it up a step and say, let's maybe look for some tools out there. I had found a couple. Now, I haven't actually tried these. I have taken interest inventories in the past. The ones I did were more um, rehab focused because I had done them in school. Um, but I posted a couple of links to what I was, what I'm talking about in the show notes. And they basically ask you questions about things you like to do. And then at the end, they sort of give you a profile of, you know, these are some potential careers you could look into. Uh, if you do, you know, decide to go down the college route uh, and you really have no fucking clue, you know, start small. Start at a community college. It's, um, you know, relatively low risk, not nearly as expensive. If you, you know, screw it up, it's not nearly as bad as putting in a ton of work and money to go to, you know, an expensive four-year college, not knowing what the hell you're going to do. 
So when if you go to the community college route, you know, you take some general ed courses outside of the things. I know you probably have to take a writing course, you know, and a math course if you don't place out in, you know, placement exam type of things. So beware of that. Hopefully you don't have to take them right away and you could put it off a little bit and just use college as a way to explore your interests and passion as well. You know, take the courses that you, you have to or you need to take, but explore what else is out there. You know, college is such a hotbed of interesting clubs and organizations and movements and advocacy efforts. There's so many different things you can get involved with. Research, um, maybe not so much at a community college in that case, um, but you might be able to, there might be affiliates with other schools where you can um, take advantage of work study um, or internship or any kind of thing like that and it's sort of kind of in line with what I'm going to be talking about for today's episode which is entitled mentorship WTF Um, but that's where I would start man and I hope that you find what you're looking for and if you have any questions write me I'd be happy to uh, take it up with you further all right so now we're going to get into uh, the main topic for today which is mentorship and i'm talking about mentorship because god it's been all over right recently in my world Um, i'm a big proponent of pattern recognition and i find that the themes of the you know du jour so to speak of the moment um, tend to tend to express themselves in multiple ways in my life so As an example, mentorship is something that's um, been of topic recent for me. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they just happened to be talking about it recently uh, in the last couple of months, and then I was asked to join this committee. Well, I was sort of appointed to a committee um, to do um, mentorship, to basically develop a mentorship program within my department, and that was a really cool experience. But uh, it's just something I've been talking and thinking a lot about. And then when I was at the conference last week, uh, it was another theme that um, the youth that I was uh, talking with kept bringing up is the need for opportunities for mentorship. So what is mentorship? Let's get into that real quick. Um, Mentorship is basically, I think of it in a less formalized way than, than what we were doing in my department where we actually were, you know, assigning people uh mentors to uh, proteges and you know documenting their progress that is um quite prevalent in certain uh careers you know like academia um but i think of mentorship the way that i got started with it much more informal and casual you're not going to be paired up with somebody (laughs) Uh, although like i said there are many you know kind of social uh, service type of programs where mentorship is sort of written into the policy and procedure. Um, So I, let me see, where do I want to start? I uh, talked about the first, one of the first social service agencies I work in where I uh, learned about psychiatric rehabilitation. And I uh, just wanted to make sure I was still recording. Sorry. Awesome production today. So I was uh, at this psych rehab agency, and they, as part of their regulations, they have to do yearly trainings. 
And the yearly trainings were often done by the school that I attended for my master's program and then eventually ended up working at, which is where I am now. Uh, I didn't know any of this yet then. We're talking uh, right now 2004-ish, so uh, going on 11 years ago at this point. And so I attended one of those trainings, and it was sort of an introduction to psychiatric rehabilitation. And I don't know how close this was to the story I had told in the psychiatric rehabilitation episode about um, arguing with the executive director about sausage, but it was right around the same time. I was really just discovering what psych rehab was all about, and I happened to have to attend. It was a mandatory training. This, you know, psych rehab principles, goals, values type of training where you learn the principles and then learn how to sort of uh, practice them in a way that is... uh, you know, recovery focused. So the person that gave that training is this woman named Amy, and she was a faculty member at the department and at that time was pursuing her PhD. And she just really was uh, just such an effective trainer. Like I really like really got the message that she was trying to promote and it made sense to me and she just delivered it in such a way that, you know, so many trainings are so fucking boring And she was really good at at what she did. She did it in a way that kept you interested and engaged and you got it. And and the the thing that just stood out to me is like, this just makes so much sense. (laughs) That's what I just kept thinking to myself over and over. Like, I can't believe how much this makes sense to me and how like practical and normal it is. It's just like, just treat people uh, the way you would want to be treated in a sense. Uh, You know, kind of have that philosophy in mind when it comes to psych rehab. So... After the training, I ended up, you know, talking to Amy, and it was then that I'd sort of learned, oh, you, you know, you're at at the school, and where is that school? And I, oh, I'm not too far from that school, and you know, I started learning a little bit about the program, and I had no idea, you know, that I was going to be interested in going back to school at that point. Uh, I really didn't have it on my radar, and she was the first person to really get me thinking about it, and I think from her end. She probably saw it at the first point as just a a recruitment opportunity. You know, she was in, I think, an administrative role at that point. If not, she eventually was. But, you know, you kind of have that mindset. It's like, yeah, let me tell you about the program. You're interested? I could tell you who to reach out to. You know, if you have questions about uh, applying, you know, talk to this person. So, you know, they people will be helpful for that reason. But I think she probably, as I continued to talk to her, I don't remember what the next um, interaction we had was, but I think probably I got her email address and thought about it for a while. And then when I was interested in actually applying, reached out again, something to this effect, and she sort of guided me through the process. And then when I was in school, um, you know, helped me out from time to time. I would just run into her. She taught a couple of courses that I took, and then um, I happened to run into her, or I would be, you know, in the area, and I might ask her a question. I see her at the trainings. You know, it's a small field, so, um, you know, you tend to see people in di- even in different roles, you know. So she was a trainer at the agency I worked at, but then also my professor, and in a sense sort of became my mentor. And... You know, I didn't even know it was happening when it was happening. I wasn't looking for a mentor. I just was like, this woman is really awesome and has helped me out a lot in in making good decisions for my career and seeing like what I was what I was good at. So fast forward a little bit, 
um, towards the end of my, now we're in like 2007, uh, I was towards the end of my degree and part of the degree required you doing either a practicum or an internship or a uh, independent study. So I did this independent study where I was, I was interested in teaching. So I talked to her about it and she was like, well, I actually am pregnant right now and could use a teaching assistant for my summer course. Would you be interested? And I was like, holy shit, yes. And I was just like, thank God I was in the right place at the right time. But, you know, she probably was not thinking of asking too many people at that particular time to be her TA. I just happened to fit the role in somebody that she trusted at that point that, you know, would show up to class, would put in the work, you know, would take it seriously. You can't have somebody, you know, half-assing that while, you know, she was pregnant and sort of not able to, you know, pick up the slack had I not been able to, you know, fulfill that role. And I learned a lot, you know, just the behind the scenes of this is how you approach, you know, being in a classroom, being in front of people. So it was a really important uh part in my career and then was directly responsible for me you know getting a job in the department and that happened in a number of ways she would invite me back to do guest lectures after I graduated and speak about the areas that I knew a lot about which at the time was residential services and then later on partial care services and you know just stayed in touch and you know would kind of help her out from time to time and you know she would help me out if I had questions or needed something in the field. And that's how it continued until one day, uh, I think she reached, yeah, I remember it now. She called me up on the phone. I was actually at work. She was like, hey, I have a, a job that I thought you might be interested in. It was a master's level position. I'd been out of the out of the program for quite a while at that point. And it didn't end up getting that job. I interviewed for it, but it didn't work out. Um, they decided to go in a different direction, but that's what led to, oh, you know, you should look into this job. And, you know, that was my foot in the door. So Amy is my mentor, you know, and has been. And we never actually even, you know, said it at any point where it was like, oh, so do you want to be my mentor? Like, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> it's not really like that. So what if you're in the situation where you kind of feel lost, almost like the person that I talked about in the question and answer session, earlier, um, look for people in your life that you see as sort of role models in a sense. Role models that are in a career or in a field that you are particularly interested in. I didn't know I was really interested in psychiatric rehabilitation. It just so happened that this person, you know, gave a training, sort of an overview of it, and it triggered something in me. I was like, yeah, I do like this. Uh, so if you, you know, think about those people, um, that's really one of the first things is it should be somebody that you know. Uh, it shouldn't be a stranger. You know, there, there might be somebody in your department that you, you know, I'm just giving an example because, like, I think of my field. So let's say I had this, uh, you know, high-ranking, you know, senior faculty member in my department that I really admired their work. You know, I'd read their research, and I was just like, wow, that's so awesome what they do and I would love for them to mentor me so like one day and they don't know who the hell I am right I'm still like new in the department in my scenario so I go up to them and I was just like hey you know I love your research you know I'd love for you to mentor me you know the person would look at me and be like who are you again and you know if they were really nice they might entertain it but chances are they're probably thinking of me and like oh no really um don't ask a stranger to mentor you. Let it occur naturally with somebody that you know. 
Um, like a good relationship, it's not something that can be really forced. I remember, you know, oh, geez, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. But, like, all the people, like, I'm sure I'll tell some dating stories here and there when I do my little story time. Um, not today, though. But any serious relationship that I had was always with somebody that was I was sort of friends with or, you know, had known for a while and not really thought of in a sense of, oh, I want to date them. And then sort of eventually got to know them better and was like, oh, now I am interested. Um, they always made um, the best relationships for me. And uh, a mentorship should be approached the same way. So it's something like you got to kind of put it out of your mind of like, I really don't want a mentor, even when you do. You know, you can't be like looking for it. What you do look for is just thinking about in your life people that you really connect with. Like, let's go back to my example. Let's say I was, you know, brand new in the department and there was the senior faculty member that uh, I was really, you know, enamored by because I, you know, I respected their work. Um, I might, you know, find out what committees they're on and see if there's openings. You know, I might kind of attend a colloquium that they're presenting or a training or something. You know, find an opportunity to, you know, be in contact with them, um, talking about something that you're both interested in. And then you, you know, maybe talk to them beforehand or after like stick around is the sense you know to try and get some you know a second of time or you know just to get them to know you initially and you know that might be how I approach it you know if it was a committee type of thing or like a standing meeting because I have a small department you know eventually they would get to know me and you know I might you know be had do something that they're interested in one day and so um but yeah, to, the, the goal is to think about in your life one or two people that you really identify with but have more experience than you, whether it be educationally or professionally in a career. And if you don't know anyone um, or if you don't know the career, you know, it, it would be uh, good to go and back to, you know, what I'd said with that Q&A earlier and, you know, think about your passions or do an interest inventory. And, you know, you might need to start getting involved in that field before you can even identify the people, you know. So that might be if you're on campus, you know, and you're interested in psych rehab, you know, finding the psych rehab club or, you know, just wandering into the department of psychology. If, you know, psychology is your thing and they don't have a psych rehab department. I can't believe they don't have a psych rehab department at your school, but, you know, in the odd chance that they don't. Um, so you would find that person, you know, sort of make sure that they know who you are, you know, in some way. And then uh, eventually, you know, do something for them, help them out some way. And don't ask them, you know, don't go up to them and be like, hey, you know, how can I help you? Because, you know, the chances are they're probably not going to be able to off the top of their head be like, oh, yeah, actually, I could use help with this. You know, maybe you're talking with them and you're like, oh, I'm really struggling with this thing. And, you know, you have something you can offer. Um, or maybe you just, you know, know their work and you, you take it upon yourself to do something without being asked. That's going to kind of clue you in to be like, wow, this person is really... Um, worth getting to know better and maybe investing some of my time into. And then when the time is right, you're going to want to, you know, find that moment, you know, when you just happen to be with them and talk to them about what you're interested in. You know, that's all it has to start with. 
I listened to a podcast recently where I was uh, – the person's message was just so simple. It's like whatever you want, you know, just go out and talk about it, you know. And I guarantee that eventually you find the right person that will either be like, oh, yeah, I could help you with that. Or I know somebody that is into that too. Let me Let me make this connection for you. And I thought it was bullshit when I listened to it. I'm like, that's just so, like, dumbed down and simplified. But then I was like, let me just try it. And I went out, and I was just like, let me just do it with a random person. And it worked. <laughs> um, so, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. But I definitely think that just talking about what you want and what you're interested in leads to good things happening. It's the creating your own luck type of idea. So... Those are my thoughts on mentoring and how to identify and sort of foster a mentoring relationship. You know, it's sort of the idea of mentor and mentee is the the, the appropriate term for the person that is getting mentored. I don't like mentee, though. We don't like it on our task force or committee either, so we use protege. You know, so I've had the opportunity to mentor you know, in a sense, a couple of people, one person sort of sticks out in my mind. Um, it's extremely rewarding from the mentor's perspective. And I I would like more more opportunities for that. I'm probably, you know, I probably haven't had as many because I've been younger, you know, I've been on the receiving end. And now I'm starting to get into, um, starting to get into uh, a time in my life where I, you know, have some experience in, in different areas. And maybe that is something I could offer. So, Maybe I, uh, just talking about it like this will lead me to into some uh, new mentorship relationships. Uh, so this week, um, think about that. I, in the show notes, summed up all of the um, home exercises I've suggested so far, but I just want to touch upon them real quick. Uh, if somebody's just joining uh, this point in the podcast series, uh, welcome. Uh, if you'd like to go back and listen from the beginning, that'd be great to kind of get all of these tips. But they, I talk about the uh, home exercises in the odd number episodes. So this is episode 11, and you know these are the Monday shows. So we, I kind of talk about something that you could do over the course of this week. And sometimes I check in on a Thursday, but not always. And then uh, next week, you know, kind of think about what you did and maybe go into the Reddit thread and post about it. Uh, so in the beginning, first week was kind of set the big goal, the BG, that ties into your passion, the thing you want to work on. And like I had mentioned in an earlier podcast, like I set mine and then I've already sort of changed it to, um, you know, I can't do the homeschooling thing right now. I really have to focus on the podcast and you know, these things at work that are going to get me promoted, really, you know. Um, so set the big goal that ties into your passion and then write it down somewhere. It helps with accountability. And start to figure out the first few steps, actionable tasks, and write those down too. And once you write them down, it sort of gives you this accountability and it starts you on that plan or path. Then you need to figure out your, your a dependable time tracking and data capture tools. So a calendaring system and a to-do list system for when you think of things to do, you don't let them swim around in your head. You have a place where you write it down. It's got to be near you. And then a place where you can track your appointments too. Uh, try and stay away from wall calendars, something you can bring with you. You know, electronics good, but it doesn't have to be. I don't use electronic. Um, looking back, this is the next. Uh, this was last week's um, 
home exercise is after you have those those dependable tools look back on the first steps that you had uh, done a couple weeks ago think about what they might have in common and they should lead you into developing or thinking about a routine and the routine might actually get at a couple of the tasks right so I gave a few examples you know waking up earlier you know is a good you know habit or routine uh, that will actually lead to multiple benefits. You know, you might be able to do a few of the tasks on your um, task list if you kind of started with that. And start small, you know, start with 15 minutes earlier if you need to. Um, another good habit might be to uh, start studying at the same time every day or in the same place regularly outside of your house. And it might be hard to get into at first, but once you get into it, you know, that's the power of rituals is like becomes just, you know, part of you and not so hard to do. And, you know, then you could push yourself to do it a little longer or a little more intensely. Uh, so that's why I picked studying um, and then maybe drinking water. You know, if that's another ritual or habit that somebody could be like slowly step up and then eventually um, really just have it be NBD. No big deal. So that was uh, home exercise four. And then today to think about the opportunities to meet people, identify one, maybe two people that would be good mentors and just maybe approach them or, or make an, uh, think about a way that you would be able to um, get to know them better. You know, you're not looking to figure out how to be their mentor. You're just looking at figuring out how they're going to know who you are. And then eventually, you know, get the opportunity to talk more. All right. That is our episode for today. I can't wait to talk to you guys again on Thursday. Take care. Peace.